Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. And I'm Brooke. And today we're going to be talking about The Walking Dead, Season 11, Episode 8, along with The Walking Dead World Beyond, Voyagers, and Monster Squad. But before we dive in, how are you doing today, Brooke? I'm doing really great. Thank you, Diana. I've had some Halloween candy (laughs) because it is Halloween time. And when it's Halloween time, you know there's Halloween candy. So (laughs) I sent you home with some last week. I was just going to bring that up. I was going to say you gave me some Halloween candy. It was my first trick-or-treat receivement. (laughs) right yes you started me off right it was so good thank you for sharing i love it i wasn't even wearing a halloween costume and you gave me candy love it oh you know when you come over here during halloween time there's gonna be candy i know good (laughs) (laughs) i know where to go thank you so much yes how are you diana i am doing excellent I'm so excited to talk about this episode. Oh, because it's episode eight. This is like crazy to me. Oh, man, some things were tied up. Some things weren't. Some things, you know, left us hanging over here. But through it all, there was so much strength in these people in these last eight episodes. We saw so much strength. And so I started wondering you know, who is the strongest person right now in The Walking Dead? So, yeah. So, Brooke, to you, who do you think is the strongest person right now? Oh, it's so tough. I, I, you know, in the last podcast, uh, I really thought that Daryl is doing an extraordinary task by, you know, merging, uh, himself with the Reapers and then continuing his fight for his group and with, you know, uh, Maggie, Gabriel, uh, and everybody out there. And he's trying to, he's trying really, really hard. So honestly, I really do think that Daryl is very strong. I, I know that Maggie has really, really risen up, uh, in her character, but I, at this moment, I'm looking at Daryl. Physically, he's capable to work with both communities still. I know. And, you know, it's just, there's a lot going on for him. And, and emotionally, physically, he's a strong person. What about you? Who do you think is the strongest person in The Walking Dead right now? You know, I am teetering. I'm teetering. I would think Daryl too. I just totally am right there with you with Daryl because I think about how he was able to play both parts. I mean, keeping that under wraps and also, you know, just writing that line with Leah too, right? Because he can't divulge too much at the, you know, too early. Uh, Oh my gosh. But he's so vulnerable and sweet, but he's so fierce and strong and the things that he has to go through. And we talked about it on the previous episode. You know, he has to torture somebody. That's not him. That's not what he likes to do. That's not, you know, he doesn't play that role. And the fact that he can do that, and he's always been very strong mentally too. We've seen other people crack, 
right? Or, uh, and he's, man, he's just stayed so strong. But I also agree that Maggie is so strong, so brave. She's come so far. She's lost so much. She has a child. We've seen her lose her father and her sister and her husband. And she's also led people. She's been a leader, a leader. I think that she is leading everybody right now. Daryl still looks to her uh, for direction or, you know, supporting her in her direction. So because you're going to say Daryl, I will say Maggie because people look toward her and to be a leader is hard. It's extremely hard. Look at what Rick had to do, right? He did not always make the right decisions and neither does Maggie, but you have to be strong and you have to figure it out. Look what she's doing with Negan, balancing how she personally feels about him with what she has to do as a leader. So kudos to Daryl and Maggie because they are both such strong people that I adore. Totally. Yes. Oh, great. Great. I mean, I'm glad you chose Maggie because I couldn't. It was really hard for me yeah. to pick. Oh, boy. Well, we're so interested in what you all think. Who do you think is the strongest person in The Walking Dead right now? We want to know your thoughts. So let us know. You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or at our Screens and Focus Facebook page. You can also follow us on our Instagram and subscribe to our website. The link is in our show notes. Diana. Yes. This episode was pretty epic. Yes. And I want to know your overall thoughts on The Walking Dead, Season 11, Episode 8, For Blood. Well, first off, I I almost can't believe that we're eight episodes down. Uh, we're eight episodes in. It's going so fast and we've learned so much. We've learned about the Commonwealth somewhat, right? But I mean, we, we, we've seen the inside of their walls. We see how they interrogate people, how they assign people jobs, how they handle um, transgressions. There's just so much that we've learned about them. Uh, we've seen Maggie and Negan really... Um, their conflicts and how they um, navigate those. We've seen Alexandria. Uh, it's 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 sad to see Alexandria falling the way it is uh, with the loss of food and their you know perimeter being um, breached and just everything. And I'm so happy we got to see what was happening with Connie and that she has returned. And of course. We find out where Leah has been and we meet the Reapers and we meet Pope, uh, you know, this formidable uh, villain and enemy. So we've learned so much in the last eight episodes. And in this particular episode, I was so glad to see Daryl make progress in his undercover mission. And it was interesting to see our group act as whispers. And I was surprised to see uh, Alexandria fall apart. But um, I loved seeing the strength of each and every person in the community. Oh, man. You know that one episode where um, it was the snowstorm and then 
uh, yeah. Megan and Judith. This one reminded me so much of how intense I felt uh, watching this one. I mean, the 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 rainstorm. There was flooding. Judith and her valor. You know, she's still a kid. Um, Rosita. Yeah. Okay. We've got Alden still held up at a church somewhere from where we last heard. So goodness, there were, you know, like, you're right. We have learned so much in this last eight episodes, only eight episodes that we've had. And we've discovered so much. Like you said, Commonwealth. We have Connie. Um, there's the Reapers, you know, a whole new villain. Every season, there's a whole new villain. Uh-huh. Now we've got a whole new villain. And we get to see Daryl um, and Leah. And we get to understand more about their past and now how, how their their present relationship. And I just, this episode itself was, I couldn't believe the herd or horde of walkers. I couldn't, I, I don't know what I was watching until I saw that. I said, wait, what? I did, it just didn't hit me until I saw how many there were. So it was, it was an epic, epic episode, in my opinion. I was just at the edge of my seats. <laughs> I loved it. Okay, so Diana, I want to know what else stood out to you in this episode. This was epic. It was. So what stood out to me? was our group leading the walkers as the whispers once did it was so bizarre to me it was surprising to be on the other side of this there was a lot of anticipation and excitement but also it was a bit disturbing because when they approached the reaper i think his name was wells i'm not sure but they approached the reaper out on the road and attacked him. And it reminded me of how Jesus died. And it makes you contemplate a line that is crossed. And then later, watching them lead those walkers was pretty scary. I, I couldn't imagine walking next to them. It was intense. And yes, it was quite epic. And I think for me, it always comes to what is the motivating factor and the type of people that you're up against to do the things that you need to do. Exactly. Not only did they have to walk with the herd of walkers, but there were mines, explosions everywhere. I know. It was scary. Everywhere. Yeah, it was pretty scary. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I don't even know. I don't know if I could do that. I, we've talked about walking with the walkers before. And uh, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's not something I, yeah, I could do. But walking with walkers with shrapnel in your legs. I know. And, you know, all these bombs are going off everywhere. Like, I'd be flinching to every single boom, you know, and how they were able to keep their composure doing all of that. Uh -huh. Just they, I didn't understand. Right. And, um, you know, how Maggie and Gabriel kind of paired up and took off. And I just, that was it. That was, that had to be really strategic and very difficult for them as well, because 
um, walkers usually follow. Exactly. So true. So it was really interesting how they were so sneaky. And what stood out to me big time, I just kept following this person, Pope, his, his acting, his personality. I was watching his body language, his facial expressions. Um, somehow he knew that Maggie was out there uh-huh. and he decided to send one of the soldiers knowing that um, he was u- being used as bait. Yeah. To see if he could determine where she, you know, if it was her out there. And I just don't understand how he's so intelligent in that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, they've been able to navigate secretly and remove all of Maggie's group, literally wiping them out. Right. And so, yeah, it just, he just blew me away with the firepower and the walls and just, you know, there, there really aren't that many of them. No, there aren't. And Maggie's group, I think they're all gone too, except for Elijah. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I was so curious what was going on with Pope and Leah and his relationship, where she truly felt that, that, that they're all family, which he did agree to that, you know, statement. But for him to you know, have his family at his disposal was just truly, truly evil. Yeah. Well, and I think Leah saw that, right? Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, watching those two and their body language. And then there's Daryl, like this third wheel kind of thing, you know, and he's pointing out to Daryl, like, what'd you do to my Leah? You know, she wasn't like this. Ah. Uh, yeah. Until you got here. Uh-huh. And then, you know, Pope is dead. Oh, did you see how Daryl pulled out those knives like when he um, killed Beta? Right. <laughs> he was using his same moves. Exactly. Amazing. But then Leah stepped in, you know? Exactly. I didn't expect, I didn't know what to expect. I was just... You know, it's like this was my Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> oh, okay. Right? Sounds I'm good. like, oh, what? What? And basically, Leah just took her daddy out. Oh, yeah, she did. That's true. <sighs> right? We just heard her say he's like a father uh-huh. to me. But I think she... When she saw that he was using his own people, his own family as bait, I think that's where she she drew her line, right? I mean, people only have, you know, they'll only go so far. And Leah, I don't know that she's about power. I mean, sure, everybody wants some some degree of power, but that mostly it's about family for her and taking care of, you know, the people that have uh, supported her. Well... I was hoping and I thought that they were going to click up, but then I realized that there are still Reapers out there and that may not be exactly what she can do just yet. Yeah. So I'm not sure where she's at. All I know is Daryl took off because he had no choice. Well, yeah, because she said, oh, Dixon killed him. And uh, (sighs) so he has to. 
and they're yep. letting off that. Is it a Japanese firework? Yeah, that Japanese uh, Sudoku <laughs> contraption that they built there. It was pretty amazing, actually. I don't know how they came up with that, but that was a pretty cool device. So yeah, it was like so medieval. I felt yeah. like we were watching Game of Thrones. All I we know. needed was a snowstorm. <laughs> I know, so true. Yeah. So what else did you, um, st- stood out to you in this episode? Oh my goodness. What stood out to me was Judith. Oh, so much. She was right up there with my, uh, strongest people, believe it or not. Like she would have came in probably third. Uh, and I'm serious when I say that because there's a strength that comes within you and your soul and your being, right? You have a strength in you. And and I see that in her. I just love this little girl. She isn't afraid of the walkers. She's fierce. She tells Gracie how to use her fear to run faster and become stronger. And I love that Virgil sees this and tells her that Michonne would be proud of her. She tells Virgil she misses her mom and and he says she's with you. And I see it in the way you hold your sword and talk to those kids to believe in themselves. Wherever she is, you are with her. Oh, man. And then right then, Gracie screams for Judith to help because a walker has grabbed her. And Judith just comes over and cuts that walker's arm and saves her, which I thought was the coolest thing. She didn't flinch. She just did it. And then later, she helps Gracie find a weapon and leads and protects her. And I truly think Rick and Michonne would be so proud of her. So proud. Exactly. Exactly. Love her. Yeah. What else stood out to you in this episode, Brooke? Oh, my gosh. That crazy storm. That crazy, crazy storm. So, like, there was a fire at the windmill Carol and Aaron go to tend that. The wall starts floating around the street. Yeah. And then it was like right back to the Night of the Living Dead where they're like reaching in and they're having to nail the doors and windows. And there's kids just sitting right there. I'm like, where can you go? You know, and and then of course you don't go in the basement. I mean, we, we, we learned that in the Night of the Living Dead. Uh-huh. Okay, don't go in the basement because in this case, that basement ended up flooding. I know. And now we've got two little kids stuck in there I... because the walkers got in. Rosita had her brass knuckles on and was swinging on those things. I just loved, loved that scene. Me too. It's like I was looking at her through my... um security camera outside my door you know (laughs) i was like man look at her go and then she just kind of disappears into the night oh and when she busted back through the door and you saw her shadowy figure when i saw that in the previews i thought it was michonne for a minute oh that would have been amazing do you know what i thought of uh when i saw judith looking out the window watching her And I just found it interesting that they showed that. And I felt as though Rosita was another role model for Judith in a way, because Judith wasn't scared. She was just watching. And I really liked it. And I, and I love, 
uh, Rosita comes in and says, stay away from the windows. But uh, I, okay, for a split second, I was worried that she might be bit or hurt. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, you know how Carl happened with Carl when he was bit and he didn't tell anybody? I'm like, please, please don't let Rosita be bit. Please, please. So. Yeah, but what's, where's Lydia? Like, yeah, she was holding the door and then we see walkers inside the house which when then the girls had to go downstairs and poor little Gracie, she just wanted to be a badass bee like everybody else <laughs> up yeah. in here, trying to get herself a stick, uh-huh. you know, and that storm was just nuts. I've, I've, I've not been in anything like that and that would be terrifying. Yeah, I agree. Extremely yeah. terrifying. Yes, it is terrifying. So that was really, really haunting. Ooh, very scary scene. Very, very scary. Um, do you have any other thoughts? I mean, this there was like so many little details. And like you even pointed out that um, Rosita is a role model for Judith by the way that she was observing her mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I know how I would have felt. I would have been feeling like that little kid that, you know, let the dog out by accident. And then, you know, I'm just like, oh. I'm really in trouble for this. Like, it's not, it's not like it's her fault or anything. Like, but kind of like these kids were at the window. Like, why? Like, first of all, I don't know. Why were they there? (laughs) You know, why did they have access to, to that? And, and, uh, there are candles, uh, so the lights and, and it was just too chaotic, Mm -hmm. too chaotic for, for small ones to be in that situation yeah. and uh, where else would you go? Where else would you uh-huh. go? Obviously not to the basement, but yeah. what else did you see? You're so insightful. Well, I really like seeing everybody's strength. I really do feel like everybody's strength shined in this final episode of part A or this first part of season 11. So we see Connie joins Carol, which oh, Carol's eyes were welled up with tears. When she said, you know, she wanted to go with Carol. And then Kelly says, well, I'm going too. So I just thought that showed a lot of inner strength. Uh, we've seen her outer strength in the previous uh, episode. But I, so I saw it there. Uh, we saw it with Daryl staying true to his group and hoping Leo would follow. We saw it with Maggie's bravery kicking ass. And walking with the walkers that we talked about that was so scary. I mean, she was fighting with men, hand-to-hand combat. And Rosita, you know, just going out there and slaying a bunch of walkers. And, of course, we talked about Judith and even Gracie. The fact that Gracie wants to be, you know, Judith or any of the others is just very cool in itself. She wants to measure up. And Father Gabriel, oh, my God, he was sniping. From the rooftop yes. at the Meridian. I was like, oh my gosh, he's getting all, he's got one eye and it's working really good. And he's able to shoot all these people from long range. That was like crazy. So I just saw the strength of everybody, everybody pulling together, this whole community pulling together. So I just really loved it. And I wanted to bring up one thing that I, you know, we talked about the Commonwealth having 50,000 people. 
Uh, the Civic Republic has 200,000 people. So I thought that that was just interesting to know. Just a fact. Just a fact that wow. I picked up along the way. So here we think the Commonwealth is pretty big with 50,000, but Civic Republic has 200,000. So whew, lots of people out there. That's amazing. I love it. What other thoughts do you have, Brooke? Yeah. Um, how about when Maggie uh, started that truck and then uh, smashed it through the wall to open up all those walkers? I just thought that was so scary. And she's still in there. I know. <gasps> it wasn't like they were leaving, you know? Uh-huh. And Father Gabriel, um, she's like, do you remember where to go to, you know, and then he ends up in, um, I guess a shower. Was it a shower where he's opening the wall? I don't know, but he finds a gun, right? Yeah. So it's just like, I mean, how they were able to come up with their plan from the beginning through, and then too bad they weren't able to be notified about this, you know, Firework device, yeah. Um, because that was that was so great. That was cool. I mean, that just reminded me so much of medieval or Braveheart or something, but in a <laughs> different twist. Yeah, I just really thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm I really really can hardly wait to see what happened. I know. Oh, my goodness. Right? Mm -hmm. So, um, oh, hey. Yeah. What was your favorite quote, character, or moment? I mean, so much is going on, and we're talking about all this strength, but who would you give your award to? Oh, you know, I have to give it to Daryl for protecting his family pleading with Leah to protect them and hoping that she'll go with him. You know, I wasn't sure if he could trust her, you know, at that point. But uh, I think that he saw the cracks in her faith with Pope and thought he could maybe, you know, get through to her. And although he put his faith in her, um, it only bought him a little bit of time. And, you know, he wonders why. And she says, you would do anything to protect your family. So would I. Oh, I was like, oh, man. So, you know, family prevails, right? Family prevails. So I I, I have to give it to Daryl. Yeah. What about you, Brooke? Who does your award go to? What was your favorite quote, character, or moment? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with Maggie. I mean, she is just so determined to get this food. She is willing to do anything, it's worth the risk. I mean, it really is. It's like you either die starving, you know, if you give up. Right. Or you go out and do everything you possibly can because she has a huge family and she's very responsible for these people. So she went the the distance and to be so strategic, I mean, she met up with Daryl at the wall of Meridian and they found each other to where she was able to quickly get inside. 
Right. So she's leading this this team right here. This, uh, and she's even swayed Negan. I mean, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, you're right. So I'm so proud of her. I am too. Well, my gosh, I really thought that this episode was totally cool. And thank you for all of your insight on this episode and your award went to a great person. Yours did too. It's funny how we bounce back and forth, right? I know. You say Daryl. So funny. I say Maggie, then you say Maggie, and I say Daryl. <laughs> we got to cover our bases, right? Exactly. I love it. So, what are your hopes for the rest of the season 11? Oh my gosh. You know, Brooke, I just can't believe that we're on our final season. And um, before I dig into this part, I just want to thank you for all your insight on uh, all these episodes that we do on The Walking Dead, because I love getting your perspective, because then you help me uh, think about new perspectives, or you um, bring up something that I hadn't thought about, or you validate my feelings, right? Because sometimes I'm like, yes, I totally agree with you. I totally get it. Or I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. That was so cool. So I just really value all your insight. So I want to say one, that I appreciate you and everything that you um, bring to this um, uh, podcast. So thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. But my hopes for the rest of the season, well, this show displays the human condition and we get to see what people stand for, what people are willing to do and the strength that people find deep within. And I love the hope this show portrays. And so I'm looking to see more of that. And I hope that our group at the Commonwealth can escape or work with the Commonwealth in some capacity that fits, you know, their needs. And well, now we're not sure about Ezekiel, right? Because I I thought he still had cancer. He was just feeling well, but I don't know if it's gone. If it is, then I'm really happy. Um, I hope that our group will find a safe home because Alexandria seems to be on its last legs. I hope Judith can save Gracie and herself. And I think it's likely or I'm going to revolt. And I actually said that when I was watching this. Oh my gosh, I told my husband, if if something happens to Judith, I'm, you know, I'm going to revolt. And so, um, and I hope that uh, she will be able to connect with Michonne and Rick in some way in season 11. That's what I hope. Oh, that would be so, so phenomenal. I know. What are your hopes? What are your hopes for season the rest of season 11? Well, I hope that Daryl, Le- Leah, and Dog become a family. I hope that Alexandria can be rebuilt and a food supply um, is brought to them or developed somehow. I I hope that Negan and Maggie can maybe coexist because I really like those two characters. Um, and you know, I even like them together. Yeah. It's like such a therapy retreat for them uh. too right now. <laughs> I'm so glad. See, I'm so glad you brought them up because I didn't mention them and I should have because that's what so much of this has been about and what I've loved seeing so much. So thank you. See, I'm so glad you brought yeah. that up. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah, I want to I want to understand 
Yumiko and her brother's situation, I feel like she has so much of her dad instilled in her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't really uh, know much about these people's past, but the fact that she is still living the past when she immediately saw her brother, it just kind of made me forget who she was in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Because I feel like she's, you know, that disciplined family member who's always looking at their sibling. Um, and she's almost, she seems like the older sister. Yeah. Somehow. It's just, so I'm interested to see what will happen with her and Stephanie, the real Stephanie and Eugene, <laughs> not the pretend one yeah. anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm not sure like what's gonna happen. Are the are, is the Commonwealth gonna be uh accepting Alexandrians? Yeah. I I I'm so confused. I know just so, it's gotten so much bigger. And batter, you know, I mean, we've got tactical force, like one-eyed Gabriel is, like you said, sniping. Yeah. I'd forgotten about his eye. Uh-huh. And so they're just on point. I, where's Alden? Where's he at? Oh, yes. We have to, oh, see? Told you you're bringing up all the people that I didn't mention. I love it. Because I want to know, so, yeah. too. They're gonna they're gonna touch base on all of this. We're gonna we're gonna see this all come together. I trust the Walking Dead team. Mm-hmm. I do too. I just can't wait. There's so so much that can happen. It can go any direction. I mean, who would have thought we would have been here, right? And uh, experiencing this with them right now. So yeah, um, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. I love this show so much. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, seriously, like. That's just, so much had happened. So much. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Well, so aside from The Walking Dead, what else are you watching? Uh, The Walking Dead, (laughs) World Beyond. Uh, So season two, episode two, we see that Hope receives orientation to the CRM while keeping a watchful eye. And she gets a tour from her father's girlfriend. I make that quotation marks because, ooh, is she really his girlfriend or just some undercover agent, right? But her name is Dr. Lila Belshaw. And she reveals they are trying to find a cure. And they're also trying to figure out what keeps the dead animated in hopes of turning off those triggers, which I'm sorry, just that what I just said was so revealing and makes me excited for the future and knowing what, you know, if we see these movies with Rick and how all of it comes to play. I mean, the fact that they're looking for a cure, how close are they? Because that would be my dream, right? For this um, virus to be dormant. But Dr. Bennett seems to be instrumental in this research. And of course, he's pushing for them to find his daughter, Iris and Felix, who are hiding with the perimeter group and as they figure out a plan. And like I said uh, previously, Iris has become quite a soldier lately. And we do finally see Silas, and he is helping the CRM outskirts facility. And it's a pretty rural area and uh, where they kill walkers. And it was good to see him. 
But I'm really looking forward to seeing what's up with Elton. So he's the next person I want to see what's happening. So it's been pretty good. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to more of World Beyond. And I also watched a movie called Voyagers on HBO. It's a sci-fi thriller about a group of young adults, 30 of them, uh, who have been tasked with traveling to and repopulating a new planet. This group was uh, bred for this travel. So they really haven't lived a normal life. And so these 30 people are on this um, uh, ship and they will travel 83 years to arrive at the new planet. And during their travel, as they're aging into young adults, they start questioning things and they stop taking this blue drink. Well, this blue drink suppresses their thoughts and desires. And when they stop taking it, guess what happens? Chaos ensues. So this movie is with Lily Rose Depp. Yep. Johnny Depp's daughter. Uh, Ty uh, Sheridan, Fionn Whitehead, and Colin Farrell is in this too. So it's very watchable. It's not like a must watch, but if you just need something to watch, yeah, you can, uh, it's, it's, it's a watchable movie. So. Oh, okay, cool. But, Lots of HBO um, sh- uh, shows and movies. Yeah, right now. there is. There is. I love HBO. It's great <laughs> being able to tune into all these things. Brooke, tell me, what have you been watching? Although I don't know if I have to guess. I know. It's October. Hello. (laughs) 31 days. So I am watching as much Halloween as possible. I love Halloween movies and shows. I mean, there's Goosebumps. There's like Halloween for every age in my family. Uh huh. So we've got the little toddler Halloween shows. We got the elementary school age shows and movies, you know, and then there's like the really crazy gore stuff. But my spouse, he always loves to watch his old movies from the 80s. And the one that we recently watched um, was The Monster Squad from 1987. Uh A group of kids uh, go up against some monsters and we have dracula mummy this sea creature the gill man we have frankenstein and we even have a werewolf and so these kids are trying to protect their town where these monsters are in search of this amulet and dracula has controlled them there's even these like three lady vampires that are so creepy and these kids are terrified and they're having to defend their community and they need a virgin to to you know use the amulet to cast them away and it was so funny when they finally thought they found their virgin so this movie is a comedy it's a little bit of a thriller there is some really what I would consider inappropriate, you know, 1980s script. Yeah. So if you're okay with stuff like that and understanding that, you know, we are so different now, um, I highly recommend this fun, silly fantasy horror film that is PG-13 and you could stream it on Prime. Cool. 
I know I've seen that, <laughs> but it's been years. Yeah, it's pretty cute. I mean, we there was one part where David just completely, he didn't jump. He would have like, if he had a blanket, he would have just thrown the blanket over his face. Like he was like, that it, it just, you know, something came out and it wasn't terrible. It just something had, he didn't expect it. And he <laughs> was so scared, but he was so into the, to the movie. It was so fun to watch his family. <laughs> I loved it. That sounds fun. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Diana, for your walking dead knowledge and all of your recommendations. You have such the best recommendations all the time. I love hearing about what you're watching. Oh, thank you. You do too. Ah, thank you. And that's our show. Thank you all for tuning in. We're so grateful that you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website and follow Screens in Focus and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Also, if you could rate and review our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast, we need your feedback. This will help other listeners find us. Yes, thank you. We'll be uploading new episodes in a couple of weeks. Next show will be on Fear the Walking Dead Season 7. You can find our website listed in our show notes, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.